welcome to the Thankful Homemaker Podcast, a podcast to be an encouragement and blessing to each other in the role God has called us to as women. I'm so thankful you stopped by, so grab yourself a coffee or tea and sit with me a bit as we talk about how God's Word impacts every area of our lives as Christian women. Hello, friends. I'm Marcy Farrell from ThankfulHomemaker.com, and I'm so glad to be really back here with you today. It's been a little bit, but it's the start of a new year. So happy new year, friends. And I hope you all had a really Merry Christmas. So with the start of a new year, many of us have goals and resolutions on our minds, and those are good things. The goal of spending more time in the word is an excellent resolution. And I love that because inside that word resolution is a root word of resolve, which means to decide firmly on a course of action. So deciding on a course of action to spend time in the word is an excellent resolution. But to get there, we need to make a plan of action and act upon it. So on today's podcast, I want us to help us do that by working out on a really together, we're going to work through this on a realistic morning routine. So if you've spent any time with me here at the blog and podcast, you know, I love my morning routine. You also know that I've told you my morning routine changes over various seasons of my life. But what doesn't change about it is how I resolve to do it daily. So the routine may change, but doing it and the core elements of it stay the same for me. I want to help us work through a morning routine that's customized really for each of our lifestyles. This is important. So whether you're a full-time homemaker or maybe your kids attend a school or they're homeschooled or you're married or you're single or you're a working mom, either part-time or full-time outside the home, or whatever other situation that I missed, (laughs) I think there's going to be some good help here for all of us to take in. So we know that routines and habits are super helpful when we stick with them. Our days run smoother and we go about them pretty effortlessly in time. They just happen and our brains don't have to think so hard about them anymore. Brushing our teeth is a good example here. You don't think about it, you just do it. So you already have a morning routine. I know you're, if you don't, if in your mind you don't think you have one, I'm telling you, you do because you already have pre-made choices that you do every morning without thinking. Maybe you have a cup of coffee first thing. If you do, you probably already have a quote routine and getting your coffee ready each morning, or maybe you set it up the night before, however that works. You get up and you get dressed and you brush your teeth and you make your bed and you probably do this all in the same similar kind of patterns on a day-to-day basis. And then again here, maybe you don't do all those lovely things that you imagine yourself doing in the morning, but you may have a mental morning routine where you can envision what a perfect morning for yourself would look like. So if you have to leave the house early in the morning to go to work or get the kids to school, you already know that it is not fun when you are rushing out the door hurried and crazy. I mean, it's not fun to be rushing out the door hurried and crazy to go anywhere, whether it's church on Sunday morning or appointments or to go visit a friend or whatever you're doing. But ladies, I I want to tell us that we can start our days with purpose and with a good start, and it really can be a help in the productivity of our day. 
I always say that if I get nothing else done the rest of the day because it didn't go as, quote, I planned it, but I got to my morning routine, I already accomplished quite a bit. So I want to walk through with us possible parts of a morning routine. Now, listen, I've talked about morning routines before on the podcast and on the blog. This is a little bit different take from it. So if you've listened before, hang with me here. Don't give up on me because I think you're going to glean some new things, okay? So again, I'm going to walk through possible parts of a morning routine, and we're going to walk through some questions that we can work through to determine if we want one, and if so, what does it look like? Or maybe if we already have one, but we know that it needs some tweaking and The other aspect is maybe we've not been consistent. I hope to help us a bit with that too. This is sort of where I'm at now and really why you're getting this podcast this month. I'm in the process of revamping my morning routine. It needs some help. So we're going to work through this together. This is not a one size fits all, but it is to work through and determine how you would like your mornings to look. Again, as we work through this, I am just giving suggestions, okay? Each of us is going to decide how we want to start how we want the start of our day to be structured. Plus, the other reality is all of our mornings are going to look different from the amount of time we have to whether we're at home in the morning or we need to get ourselves or our kiddos out the door whatever it looks like, it's going to be different because it's also going to be to desire what we personally want to accomplish in our homes. So I'm naturally an early riser now. So don't hate me if you're not an early riser, okay, please? I wasn't always. And actually, this would probably surprise a lot of people, especially people that know me now. When my kids were young and my husband traveled for work and he was gone a lot of weeks, like almost three weeks out of every month, I would stay up super late after the kids went to bed. Okay, first off, because I couldn't sleep when he wasn't home, that seems to be when all the creepy noises came about at night. (laughs) And actually when he travels, I still get those creepy noise kind of things and I stay up later than I should. But the second reason is when my kids were little, it's when I did most of my cleaning. This went on for quite a few years, but then after my first little one started school and we were having to get up super early, I knew I had to change things, and I did. I started going to bed at a normal time, even when my husband was out of town, that was not easy, and I started setting up a cleaning schedule during the day, and I would wake up early before the kids to get my day started, so that's when I would get up and shower and get dressed. This was a great habit for me to develop, and then especially even once I came to Christ, I was already up and going early. So making time to read my Bible was something I really looked forward to. We had a, um, a friend who described a way that I just love. He used to say, I get so excited to get up in the morning because I get to sit and meet with Jesus. I think of that, his, and I can hear his voice saying that, and I didn't word it exactly like him, but pretty close. But I think of that almost every morning when I sit with my coffee and my Bible and sit with Jesus. It's the best part of my day. The God of the universe desires to sit and meet with me. How can I not be excited about that? I love that. So the first part of my morning routine, I like to call it just really getting my heart right. So we need to determine when we're going to wake up. So to get this first part even started, this is where we need to start. We're in bed. What are we going to do? So, and again, I'm kind of going back a little bit. So before we do this, I want you to sit down 
and sketch on a piece of paper. And maybe don't, don't do it while you're listening to this necessarily, but maybe when you're done, sketch on a piece of paper what you would like to accomplish in your morning routine. So think that through first and foremost, and then how long you think you have to do it in. So th- this is the practical parts of it here. Like, I'm going to give an example so this will make sense what I'm saying here. So if you have to leave the house at 7 o'clock in the morning and your morning routine you've determined takes you one and a half hours, you need to get up at 5.30. You can work this for whatever your situation is. If you homeschool, when would you like your kids to start school? I work at home, so I need to determine when I want my official workday to start. Begin with small steps and make it realistic for you. Don't plan to wake up at 4 a.m. and read the word for an hour and exercise for 30 minutes if you haven't been doing anything. That's like not a good idea. (laughs) You are setting yourself up for failure. Start with one small step. Maybe you just set an alarm and determine you are not going to hit the snooze button, but you're going to get out of bed when it goes off. One way to make that possible is to make sure you're getting to bed at a reasonable hour. And I know there's all those tips about putting the alarm clock on the other side of the room and all the different things, but the reality is you still need to get yourself out of bed because you can go shut the alarm off and lay back in the bed, but you need to not do that. You're going to resolve that I'm going to hit the alarm and I'm going to get up and get out of bed. I'm telling myself this because this is an area that I'm struggling with, with this Christmas break and we've been home and I feel like I've been snoozing in. So I need to work on that. And I think I need to cut out my melatonin because it makes me a little bit groggy. So I'm going to blame it on the melatonin right now. So the reality is if you want to get eight hours of sleep, but you desire to wake up at 5.30 in the morning, that means you need to get to bed at 9.30 at night. So process that, okay? Think that through. All right. One habit that I have really loved that helps me when I wake up is I drink a glass of water first thing in the morning. I, we've all read these studies about how dehydrated we get overnight, but the reality is for me, just mentally, it makes me feel more awake if I do this first thing, even before having my coffee. Okay. So now we're up, we're up, we're awake, right? So what does your time in the word look like? How much time can you spend sitting with Jesus? What would you like to do as you sit with the Lord? Read your Bible and pray, obviously, most likely. Those would be two priorities. Would you do scripture memory? Would you journal? You may have a lot of time. You may only have 10 to 15 minutes. Maybe you only have enough time to read a quick devotional and pray for two minutes. You may have more time to study and read the word when you get back home or in the afternoon or before bed or after dinner or before dinner, whatever that is. But I do want to encourage you, whatever it is that you can, at least give the Lord the first best minutes of your day. Psalm 143.8 says, Let me hear in the morning of your steadfast love, for in you I trust. Make me know the way I should go, for to you I lift up my soul. The first great and primary business to which I ought to attend every day is to have my soul happy in the Lord. And that quote there is from George Miller. So, and there's one more that I love from Charles Spurgeon. He says, it's a good rule never to look into the face of a man in the morning till you have looked into the face of God. All right. So ladies, God doesn't make it a law that we need to read our Bibles first thing in the morning. So I'm not doing or saying that, but I am strongly suggesting as an older woman here that it's a great way to start your day. One other thought here, because it's one that I struggle with, is not to look at my phone first thing in the morning. I want to, I'm working on a podcast on this. We talked about it in the Thankful Homemaker group about just the distractions of our phones. And I, I, I know I did the, um, 
I did a, a podcast on smartphones back a while ago, but I'd like to review that and maybe do a little bit more on that. So, but one thing I have been doing now is I turn my notifications off until 8 a.m. And that's everything. That's text messages. That's everything. Now, I have an iPhone, so I can put together what's called a favorites list. And I do do that. So that's my immediate family, like my kids and Doug's dad and my mom. And so if there's an emergency, those people can get through to me. But anybody else, I don't hear, I won't get a notification that they've called or texted me. It starts at 10 o'clock at night and goes until 8 o'clock in the morning. So along with that, I work hard to not look at email or social media until I've gotten through this part of my morning routine, through spending time with the Lord, because I desire to set my mind first on things above. And when I'm disciplined in doing this, I cannot even tell you how it affects my morning. I don't even think about my phone sometimes until quite a bit later because I've so enjoyed my time with the Lord and it's just not a temptation for me to pick it up. Okay, so now we're up and we've spent time with the Lord, whatever that looks like for us, okay? And whatever time we've determined we need to get up. So after your time in the Word, is there a truth or a passage that you can meditate on throughout your day? And I have a whole podcast on biblical meditation. So take a listen if you want to go back. I'll put it in the show notes, but and I don't know what it is off the top of my head. But if you search the blog, it's on there. Just put meditation and it'll come up. So can you write it? on an index card, that particular verse or thought, and keep it with you. So how can you take with you what you learned from sitting at the feet of Jesus? If we just read our Bibles and close the book and pray quickly, we're going to forget what we read. So we need to be intentional in allowing that the word of Christ dwells in us richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. I love that verse in Colossians. Okay, so some other possibilities that you may want to work. These are all optional things I'm just throwing out there that you may want to work in these first moments after you've spent time with the Lord is scripture memory or journaling. Or maybe you read a book that is on Christian living or theology and you commit to reading just a couple pages each morning or maybe it's a chapter when you're done with your Bible time. I personally, I like to leave my leisure reading for later in the day. And usually for me, that's it's happening either in the afternoon if I sit with a cup of coffee or um, I may do it before bed. Although a lot of times at bed, I like to read a biography or some kind of historical fiction or something. But <coughs> excuse me. But I like to utilize those morning hours for a book that's more focused on my growth as a Christian. So the next part of our morning routine is just getting ready for the day. I don't even have a name for it, but this is just what I, I just call it getting ready for the day. That's my next kind of section we're working through here. So this is the typical showering, getting dressed, eating breakfast. Maybe this is where you exercise before you shower. This part of my day is where I exercise. And for me, listen, I am I am no athlete and I really, I don't really like exercise. I'm just going to lay that out there. <laughs> but for me, even if it's just stretching some mornings or a quick workout routine I've developed for those mornings when I know I'm not going to get in a full workout. And honestly, when I talk about a full workout for me, I'm talking like 15 minutes here, okay? <laughs> so, so if I'm shortening it, it would be like a seven to 10 minute workout. I work out because I like to move and I'd like to stay healthy and have um, good functioning body parts for as long as I possibly can. So I move because I know I need to do it. I'm not one of these people who loves to exercise. 
Um, I love to walk and I love to be outside. And honestly, once I start exercising, I don't mind it so much. It's not like I hate it or anything, but it's not something I'm like, oh my goodness, I can't wait to go exercise. That's not me. It's something I have to be diligent and work hard at. Um, Okay, so this is another part of your day that you need to determine what you want to accomplish in the morning. Like how much time do you have? Again, think this through. Do you shower in the morning or at night? I think about things like, I'm so thankful for dry shampoo, ladies. It has made my life wonderful, and it saves me tons of time from the days when I would wash my hair every day. I mean, literally, what was I thinking? It also helps that I only work out for no more than 15 minutes because I'm not getting ultra stinky and sweaty. That also helps. Okay, so after I get dressed and I've done whatever I'm going to do, so... I eat breakfast. And then when I'm eating breakfast, when I'm done, I'll usually kind of finish my last cup of coffee and sit with my planner. I'll look it over and review my tasks for the day. And after breakfast, I'll clean up dishes. I'll tidy a few other areas and I'll get a little laundry going and check to see if I need to get anything ready in the morning for dinner. And this part of my morning routine is a huge help for me because I meal plan and that helps my morning routine. I plan our meals for the week, usually on Sunday nights, sometimes Monday mornings if Sundays didn't go as as planned. So I know each day what we are eating literally for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And I even keep a list of snacks on it. So I kind of have some ideas. But this way, it is off my mind in the morning when I'm wondering, you know, what we're having for breakfast and then what I'm going to make the rest of the day. I already know what I need to do. So think about as I'm cleaning the breakfast dishes, if I need to get something in the crock pot for dinner, I can do that right then and there when I'm already in that mess of cleaning up dishes. Menu planning has totally simplified my days and weeks. And ladies, if this is an area you would like to develop a habit in your homekeeping, I have just created a course, my first course ever, to help you create your own system of meal planning that works specifically for your family. And I have called it Super Simple Menu Planning because it is super simple. And in it, you build your own personalized menu planning binder utilizing the printables provided along with it's it's real it's a video guided course so it is super short simple to the point and it is super affordable and i think it's going to be something that um, if this is an area that you'd like to start a habit in you're going to love it because i have run the gamut of courses i've tried all these different menu planning kits and options and things. And this is the one I've come back to after it's probably been 20 years that I've been doing this this way. And I love it. I want to share a couple testimonials from some sweet ladies that took the course. So Miranda said, she said, Marcy's menu planning course is the best I've seen yet. As a mom of six little people, there's a lot of food thrown here, but the fancy planning courses always left me feeling discouraged. Marcy's did not. She proved that menu planning can be easy and suited to everyone's different needs. And I left saying, hey, I can actually stick with this. Such a blessing. And then Laura shared, she said, I was thrilled when I saw Marcy had created a menu planning course with her top tips and printables included. I live in the country and there are no quick trips to the grocery store. So meal planning for me is essential in maintaining my sanity. I've tried a few different methods in the past, but I am absolutely loving what I've learned from this course, especially the favorite meals cheat sheet. I've been using the Marcy method for the last few weeks and I'm already hooked. Take the course, ladies, worth every penny. So ladies, check it out. If you think you could use some encouragement in your meal planning system, I'm going to link to the course in the show notes and you can check it out. 
All right, I'm done with my commercial for the day here. All right, so the last, and I really am hoping to create some more courses that are just good and practical and simple and to the point and helpful for you and extremely affordable. That's my big one. I mean, these courses that are hundreds of dollars are really hard. I really want to keep the price point that is um, doable for homemakers. So I'm working on that. So if there's something you'd like to see, shoot me a note or email. You can find me over at the blog at at thankfulhomemaker.com. Okay, so we're getting back. So the last part of my routine. So I've gotten up, I've done my Bible, I've gone about my normal little other tasks like getting dressed and eating breakfast. It's just to get to my day. And Elizabeth Elliot's reminder comes into play here. Just do the next thing. I take a few moments to sit with my planner and review my day. And I'm going to link to the planner I'm using this year in the show notes. It's just a really good one, and I love it. And it's super cheap. It's $14.99, and it covers everything I need. So again, I'll link to it in the show notes for you so you can check it out. Okay, so from here, I just need to go about serving the Lord and others. And the hope is that I have started my day with a Godward focus, and with the Lord's help, will carry that throughout my day and whatever He has for me. I am reminded here that the days are his and my plans may not go the way I determine them to go, but I do know at the end of the day, my day will go just as the Lord planned it to go. I need to be flexible. I need to remember to have a heart of a servant to my family and others, and I need to continually pray that my responses would be Christ-like. Our goal, ladies, is not a perfectly laid out planned day but it is to bring glory to our perfect God. So commit your day to him and walk in obedience to whatever he calls you to do. So let's do a quick recap. Ponder what you would like your morning to look like and what you'd like to accomplish. And just write it down on a piece of paper, your dream morning routine, okay? Well, that's your dream one, but now you're going to work on your realistic one. (laughs) Determine how much time you need and when you need to wake up. This is going to determine when you need to get to bed. This is an important one. This is a hard one for people, but if you start trying to go to bed at a specific time because you're getting up early, it's going to naturally start to work. I I do believe it does. It just, you have to be diligent in, in doing that. So my night owls out there, at least try it for a month. I mean, what's a month? It's not going to kill you, right? It's just a month. All right. So again, it's a suggestion. I'm not, but I do think it's a good suggestion because I'm a little biased. Okay. So set out your materials you're going to be using to meet with the Lord in the morning. Don't wake up and be in chaos. Have your Bible and your journal and your pen and whatever else you need already set up for you in your particular spot where you're going to sit and meet with him. And don't pick up that phone until you've met with the Lord. If you use your phone for your devotional time, first off, I'm going to encourage you to try not to do that. But if you need to, make sure that you do not check email or social media apps. Maybe you could leave it on airplane mode or something. I don't know. It's just a strong suggestion, again, that I'm giving you there. What other things do you need to get done? What chores would you like to take care of first thing in the morning? I'm thinking, you know, realistically, we all need to get dressed and eat breakfast. That's probably on our list, but maybe you would like to exercise. So how can you start to build that habit? 
Don't be afraid to start small. Baby steps are okay. They are progress. And if you start small and keep building on it, you're going to be much more likely to succeed instead of starting too big and feeling overwhelmed. If it's only 10 minutes in the word to start, that's okay. All right. 10 minutes is better than no minutes. I always say that. Or maybe you'd like to exercise and you think there too. Okay, I only have 10 minutes. Well, again, 10 minutes of exercise is better than no minutes of exercise. And there are some really great apps to complete a whole routine in seven minutes. Trust me, I know. These are the ones I use. (laughs) I love the seven minute. I think it's by Johnson & Johnson little app. And I love that one when I travel even. Okay, so it may help you no different than your Bible, if you lay out your workout clothes the night before and you change into them before you spend time in the Word, then you can transition into exercise right after, and then you can shower, and you're dressed, and then you're ready for the day. If you take nothing else from our time today, remember this for me. Don't compare your morning routine with anyone else's. Okay, first off, we're all wired differently, and we're all in different seasons, and we have different family situations and so many other variable factors. Make it really realistic for you and your family. This is your morning routine, not someone else's. Just because your friend gets up at five o'clock in the morning doesn't mean you have to get up at five o'clock in the morning if you don't need to do that. Like I'm at a season, I don't need to get up at five o'clock in the morning. I can get up at six o'clock and get my things done just in time. Sometimes I just naturally do get up at five o'clock. So then I get up and I get a little more time in the word or a little more time to study than I would have. But it does not matter. So there is no comparing yourself. You're listening in today. You're with me right now in this podcast because I know it's something you want to do. Or maybe you need just encouragement and you've been doing it, but you need a little boost, a little encouragement. You're kind of where I'm at now. I need a little boost and a little encouragement. And you know how much smoother the day goes when we get off to a strong start. Because I know when I get to sit with the Lord and I exercise and I have a good breakfast without being hurried because I woke up late or totally disorganized or whatever it is, how much better the rest of my day goes. And as I'm saying that, I want you to remember an important reality. I always love closing on thoughts like this because if you take nothing else, you're gonna, I'm hoping you'll remember this part of the podcast. God's blessing for us as Christians is not based on our performance. Having a good morning does not change my standing before the Lord over having a bad morning. I want to share a favorite quote of mine from Jerry Bridges. He says, Your worst days are never so bad that you are beyond the reach of God's grace, and your best days are never so good that you are beyond the need of God's grace. And he continues, he says, Every day of our Christian experience should be a day of relating to God on the basis of his grace alone. We are not only saved by grace, but we also live by grace every day. End quote there. So rest in the truth of the gospel, my dear ladies, all your days. When your mind and heart are saturated in the gospel, we're going to have hearts that are filled with thankfulness for what God has done for us through Jesus. Think about that. If we've repented and put our faith in Jesus Christ alone, we are living by his grace every day. This is the best reminder and best way to start and end every day. If we're in Christ, I love this. Jesus is holding us fast. And every moment of our life has been ordained by him to grow us more and more into his likeness. So remind yourself that God's mercies are new every morning. And each day is a gift to grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. 
Jesus is enough always. Thank you, my friends, for your time today. And as usual, the show notes are over at the blog at thankfulhomemaker.com. And um, if you're listening to this in January, when this one comes out of 2020, we are heading down to the G3 conference in Atlanta, my hubby and I, this January of 2020. I don't know the exact day it starts. I want to say it's maybe like the 15th, 13th, 14th, 15th or 16th. So if you're down there, please come find me. I'd love to meet you in person. Um, we're kind of talking about that in the thankful homemaker group a little bit. There's a small handful of us that are going to be down there. So I'd love to see you if you're down there. And, um, if you want to join the thankful homemaker group, it's over in the show notes. So you can click on that link and and check that out. And then you can kind of search G3 conference in the group and you'd be able to find that post and see, um, all the other ladies that are going to be down there. And when you join thankful homemaker Facebook group, there's like three questions you need to answer and they're really simple. So please answer them because I need you to do that before we can add you to the group. So my resource this week that I'm sharing with you, it is, it's my meal planning course. It's my very first course. And I had a group of sweet ladies help me work through it and tweak it. So I hope it's going to be a good resource to simplify this part of your homekeeping. And I want to keep bringing some good resources like this for you guys that are just super affordable and helpful and just spur you on and encourage you in being keepers of your homes. You can find it linked in the show notes, or you can also head over to the blog. It's in the very top menu of my blog. And it you just click on the course on the tab that says course right at the top, and it'll take you over to the the, um, the courses page. So my friends, thank you for your time here today again, and have a very blessed week. And I will see you back here probably next month in February sometime. Take care, friends. Mm-hmm.